Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. Vertigo, the acid reflux, coughing, the vomiting, the spontaneous vomiting. That's the worst part. You have no control over it. Nah. Mm-hmm. I think I need assisted living. Gosh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Oh, it'd be lovely to have just someone tuck you into bed every night and get you out of bed every morning, carry you to the shower. Mm-hmm. Tim thinks it has nothing to do, but he'll come in and say like, yeah, Spider-Man died. Yeah. Nothing to do with the movie. Right, right. <laughs> the whole, that doesn't change the plot. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. I'm find the man who murdered my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. My wife. Mm-hmm. Bingo and Boingo. Jason Statham as Boingo. <laughs> and The Rock as Bingo. This summer. Mm-hmm. Iron Man and Captain America. F- and then they die in each other's arms. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. It's our last ever podcast for February 2020. Do you know what it was the other day? Did you guys notice the date? It was 02 20 2020. And a full moon tonight? I just want to see how long you talk about things like this. Uh, Well, I could talk for a while because things just pop into my head and... Yeah, they got to come out. <laughs> they do. They got to come out of there. What happens when they don't come out? It's like when you don't let a sneeze. I don't understand people that don't let their sneezes out. I'm baffled by that. I always have been. I guess I get it if you're like trying not to wake up a sleeping child. But No, like, but I think some people, when they hold them in, like they're just shy. They don't yeah. want any attention. Yeah. I think at some point in someone's life, yeah, you're right. They were like taught, okay, sneezes are shameful. Hold it in. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, Bleh. Yeah. I grew up in a house. My dad's like... It would scare the f- out of you whenever yeah. it needs to be like, Hacha! Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Oh, I right. can't do loud I noise. have more of a hype. It's like, Hacha! Like that. Uh-hoo! I can't do loud noises. It triggers the vertigo. Stuff. How are the levels after that? <laughs> They're terrific. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the sneezing. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, Stoff and uh, Dan, and myself, <laughs> and our friend, uh, ooh, Toolsy. The little remnants of the weekend. Uh, our friend Alex Kinnan, as uh, we all went out to see Theo Vaughn on Friday. Field trip. We had a big field trip. We had a podcast field trip. Oh. <laughs> uh, first, we hit hey, up a steakhouse. Like we said, we said we'd have steak. And we ate before and after, like we said. We absolutely pulled it all <laughs> off. Every second of it was a treat. And we pulled everything off. And stuff was only an hour late. Was it an hour? Yeah. I don't think it was a full hour. 55 minutes. <laughs> I, I did miss the uh, cheese bread. You missed the cheese bread. Oh, that's right. The highs cheese bread. But I did bread. get in on the salads. So yes, you did. You got in perfect time for the salads. Absolutely. And um, the downtown highs in Toronto. Beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Yep. Uh, they did a great job renovating it. It looks great. And if you're guy, on a budget, don't go there. No, it's not. <laughs> but no steakhouse is for budget-minded humans, I don't think. Like, even, even the keg... It's yeah. not cheap, cheap. Is it? No, it's not. No, I no. don't think so. So, but yeah, no, it was good. And the, they do the table side Caesar, which I yeah. love the table side Caesar. No, the guy who made it for us has been making table side Caesars for 44 years, he said. 44 years. 
at the at highs. That's a lot of seasons. Three different locations downtown Toronto since the mid seventies. So you're just watching. I'm like, wow, this is like craftsmanship. It's cool. Like, and we had to get the great. anchovies in because he said if you don't, it'll just taste like lemon dressing or something. Yeah, on your you need that. Uh, someone said umami. You need that umami flavor. I got a few extra choves on the side. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Great time. Theo was very funny. Um, very got, good performance. I gotta say, like, he sold out to the Queen Elizabeth Theater downtown Toronto. I think it holds like 2,500 At or least, something. yeah. There was a lot of people there. Maybe 3,000 people. He sold out four shows. And, you know, there's lots of people I've said, and Dan and I are going to see Theo Vaughn, and people are like, who's Theo Vaughn? Like, lots of people still don't know who he is, and yet he's selling out four 3,000-seat shows. It's pretty incredible what podcasting is doing for comedians. But yeah, the best line was when he came out. He goes, hey, you guys are white. <laughs> it was... Yeah, yeah. We we pride ourselves so much in downtown Toronto on our diversity, but that crowd was not diverse. Yeah, it wasn't very diverse. But uh, no, he was he was awesome. And then we waited for an Uber for approximately forty five minutes outside. Everyone coming out, they're like, "Hey, had a great show!" And we're like, "Yeah, our cars just yeah." It, it we was just a, got our car right over here. It said it was nine minutes away for ninety minutes, and it was. <clears throat> It was um, like we were in the North Pole. But other car, point. other Ubers were coming. Like, is there something going on with your Uber rating? I never have any problems with Uber. That one was just stuck, and then we cancel, mm. and one came quickly. Well, that, that Uber was actually getting further and further away at one <laughs> point. Uh, and then something we went weird. to um, uh, Motel Bar, which is a yeah, great little bar. That was really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Owned by your buddy Danny Greaves from The Watchmen. That's right. It's uh, he was there. He served us. Is that considered Parkdale? Yeah, that's Parkdale, big time. That's full-on Parkdale. And it, you feel like you're in someone's house, which is the best part, because it's like, I hate brightly lit places, so it's so dark in there. Mm-hmm. I love it. You don't have to look at other people. It's a perfect little bar, perfect little size bar. Um, just a great little spot. Yeah, I loved it. I'd go back in a second. Yeah. And then we got a little hungry. Wait, yeah. I was okay, but um, once you, you said... You Food? Were, I'm like, okay, well, I can tag all. Yeah, because I think Stoff and I were definitely Jones yes, in for grub. Yes. And I think Alex was too. You were kind of on the fence, but to your credit, you did come on board Once very quickly. Once it's said in front of me, then the, you get the smells, yeah, and the, you said, I want that in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And so we went to my favorite place, Bar Isabel. Yeah, great Italian food. Uh, Spanish spot. Awesome pasta. Uh, on college. <laughs> and you know what? Stop. So we've discussed this when I went there with that. You and you arrive. And I'm like, oh, when's the pasta dish coming? And he explained, well, this is a Spanish restaurant. <laughs> so Stoff, I don't know if you heard him, but he turned to me that night while we were in. He's like, you still expect a pasta dish to come, don't you? I'm like, I do. I'm waiting here. I'm like, it's coming. If they had one, it would have been unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It would have been good. I'm sure it would have been very, uh, The very tuna good. tartare, the croquettes. Uh, it was delicious. The tomato bread. Just simple tomato on bread. So delicious. And then so I... Then I quickly said, I'm out here. Yeah, you bolted. You were gone. I'm like king of bolts. Yeah, three of us hung out there. I was, uh, yeah, it's always weird. I just love the restaurant so much and the the people who run it, and I think they do such a good job. But then you go in and, because I'm shouting them out on everything, and so then Alessandro, who runs the place, is like, yeah, you got to come back and say hi to the kitchen staff. And I'm like, I'm super drunk. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I can form sentences i didn't say that to him i thought that yeah. you know what i like i'm like i can't not go back and say hi so i went back i was like 
Great job, guys. <laughs> Great job on the food and the drinks and just running a restaurant. So I got to go. That was and then you it. fell face first <laughs> into the grill. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, that's a tricky place, though, because if you were in a relationship and you said, yeah, I had a full meal at 1.30 in the morning, they're like, okay, okay, something's up. But no, we had a full meal because that's rare. Did. Yeah, there's not that many places downtown, surprisingly, where you can eat that kind of food that late at night. Like all the Chinese restaurants on Spadina, you can do it. There's a few 416 snack bar. There's a few places, but nothing quite like that. You're right. That could get you in big trouble. Big trouble. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of trouble I want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was a nice was a outing. Super fun night. I had a great time. When's our next outing? What are we doing next, guys? Medieval times? Well, that's been discussed. I said yeah. hey, we do it. That would be a blast. I, um, I forgot to bring in something. I didn't think we'd have uh, had... I have uh, I didn't think we'd have any time because of our guest. We're going to get to him in a sec. Frank Saravalli, our senior hockey writer. Senior hockey writer. TSN senior hockey writer, Frank Saravalli, who is uh, joining us in studio. So one night, lying there watching TV, and um, one of these commercials came on. And it said, hey, don't send us any money, and we'll send you this. And I'm like, there's a catch. So I, I called the number, gave my all my info. And what they were pitching you. arrived in the mail, and boy, there's a catch to it. Oh, okay, so you should wait and bring it in. I'm going can... to. Okay, so that's a good teaser for next week's pod. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll have to remind them to bring it in. Yeah, because I'm always wondering. I always think, what's the scam? And there was oh. a scam. Oh, very quickly, Tulsi. I got to wish Tom Tolgiesi, our friend, who an archivist at TSN, mm-hmm. uh, today turned 50 years old he does not look 50 yeah he looks good for his age tommy t 50 everyone loves him they had a big birthday party over the weekend and uh everybody showed up all the tsners and so yeah happy birthday tommy because i know he loves listening to the pod tom's the gentleman who i uh when i didn't have uh, olympic credentials in london <laughs> i just spent all day shopping and stuff um one day i went with tom shopping because we worked together and I've told this story before. Uh, four hours into the day, I'm looking at shoes, and he comes up to me in the shoe store, and he says, "By the way, I'm Tom." I'm like, and you'd already been hanging out for four four hours. hours, and I so I looked around literally. I'm like, okay, there's cameras. Is this I'm like Tom? I know he goes. Well, I didn't know if we'd been formally introduced. <laughs> like, I love that. Don't you story. do that at the start of the day? But I kind of understood it from a. You're at work, you meet a bunch of people, maybe you forget someone's name, then all of a sudden you find yourself out with a bunch of work people and you're just with that person and you're like, I don't actually remember this one person's name and here I am alone with this person. Now what do I do? It's the better way because it happened to me again. Two weeks ago, I was in my hometown, I was at a function and I got the old, you don't remember me, oh, do you? I'm that's like, the worst. don't you seem to get that all the time. My mom says it's a Peterborough thing because I told her who, and she's like, yeah. People do that in Peterborough. I don't know why. It's like they want to do a gotcha. Yes. You don't know who I am. Right. That, why? Why, why would you want to humiliate someone like that? Because you feel that they don't remember you and so you need to stick it to them? I know. Yeah, that's bull. That's hot bull. And knew who she was. Nice work. Home run. I'm like, yeah? 
Anything else? I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want me to conjure up from my brain? Oh, it's like, uh, yeah, when that happens, though, the Rolodex of names just starts firing, and you're like, okay, well, well, I could never be a politician. I'm fascinated how they can how they can remember that many names and I, I just could never do it. I'd be so embarrassed if I could remember someone's name. I should be embarrassed of other things in my life, but I'm not. Hey, where were you uh, during the uh, big Leafs, uh, uh, David Ayers? Oh, so then because we went out the Friday night, Yep. then my wife and her girlfriends went out the Saturday night and actually my wife, they went to Tommy Tolgesi's birthday party. I and didn't get an invite to yeah, that. I'm so, I, Kept bringing it up, hoping you would say that, and then we could get into that. What happened? Because I went to another birthday party that was not Tom's. So, uh, thanks, Tom. And you went. Was it a surprise party? It was not. No, he organized it and invited all the people that he cares about in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now you went out with uh, with Jeremy, our buddy Jeremy. Tanker yeah, had a blast with Jeremy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, we went out for lunch. Uh, my buddy Brian Hatfield, who you guys met when we were in Edmonton, a uh, Fort McMurray guy. Uh, Every us- time you say Hatfield, I think Chris Hatfield, the astronaut. <laughs> I'm like, wow, oh, Dan's hanging around with an astronaut. Brian is not an astronaut. I would say that to his face. Um, so I went for lunch, and then we went to his buddy Gary. 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 Gary's not- house. Uh, went to a birthday party, um, and then ended up at the Reservoir Lounge. Ooh. And again, I just did the old... Hey guys, I'm calling tonight. See ya. Gone. Out of there. Oh, I'm impressed. The Reservoir Lounge, if you're not familiar with downtown Toronto bars, it's a jazz bar that has been around since the early 90s, at least. I remember it. That's where I went on my first date with my now ex-wife. And, um, she ex-wife. Would, we need an ex-wife drop. She would bring it up all the my time. Wife. She's like, yeah, so uh, we went there for dinner and you got like five drinks. I'm like, yeah, wasn't I supposed to? Mm. She should have seen it coming. <laughs> yeah, so she always, she should have seen everything. She, she's like, when the bill came, I was like, what the? F-? Sorry, you said you were paying. I kept saying, I'll pay. She's like, no, I'll pay. Anyway. Oh, that's what she was upset about, that yeah. she had to pay for your five drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Yeah. Hey, she's still married, you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it's still very tiny. It's, uh, yeah, just endures. And my theory, I was thinking about it when you told me you went there because I, I didn't realize it was still open. My theory is there's just not that many jazz bars. And when you get one that works, people are like, yeah, if I want to see jazz, I just want to go back to the same place. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Hey, uh, you ready to bring on our buddy Frank? Yeah. Frank, come on in. I don't know. I mean, have you seen my boiler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great way to start this off. Because you were saying that Dregs was telling you to cover up your boiler on the way into trade. Yeah, Center. like we're, you do these arrival shots. TSN, the arrivals network, and <laughs> so Dregs true. like Dregs like button your coat. He's like showing off your boiler on national TV. So then he he sends me a text at some point. I guess like I was not paying attention, and I'm standing over to the side, and I was like kind of like tucked my sh- my jacket behind me and he sent a picture of just my belly and I'm like what is wrong with this guy he's a savage and at one point you were standing behind the trade breakers 
Uh, yes, uh, my wife says I'm a stage five clinger, <laughs> but uh, in this case, I was a trade breakers lurker. You were lurker. a lurker. Yeah, a lurker. you were a trade. I don't lurker. know if I would have made it to scrum lurker. You could do a whole segment today. I became a meme on Twitter. Me standing there being a lurker. Well, that's we we did a trade lurkers segment. We cut it, but I don't know if they showed it. But you guys ran you, out you of time. You guys have some friends in Edmonton that really. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's. Can we talk about that briefly? Because you are the president of the Professional Hockey Writers I Association. Am? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about scrum lurkers? I don't love it, but like I do love that Rob Tichkowski in this case. <laughs> Is willing to return the favor. Yes, yes. Like we see, love it. We love you that. Don't li- like, see, I'm glad that you don't. You're not bothered by it. Oh God, Hell no. our other TSN talent does not like it. Right, because right. they get picked on or something out in the field. But like, you know what? Like, I'm fair game on scrum lurkers. Sure you guys are. have showed me multiple times. So like, oh, we should be fair game too. I yeah, agree. I, so. And it, and it's you know I think one thing we showed a shot at Jim Matheson who we really love and respect. And it wasn't the best shot, and we regret that. No shot in scrum lurkers is a good shot. Some of them are like better than Like, half the time others. you're, like, picking your nose, trying yeah. to understand the question. Licking like, your lips. Yeah, yeah, figuring out what city you're in. Like, <laughs> I, like are you kidding? Like, you, like, and I think that's people's chief complaint is, like, look, we're just doing our job and they're right. innocent bystanders. So, hey, look, you know what? Like... This is supposed to be fun. Like we're not saving lives here. Exactly. Let's just get. My mom also day. hates it when it comes on. She fast forwards. Uh, well, that's the whole show. <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> oh, Frank! All right, this I'm is your we, first time on the podcast, right? You guys, yes. you've never come on here. Yes. Breaking the maiden. So Philly, uh, sell me on Philly as a city. I like going to off the beaten track places for like a weekend away. Philly, should I would I? say not off the beaten track, but it's not. It's the fifth largest city. No, in you the know United what I'm States. saying. Like I go to Detroit but on a weekend. I go to Pittsburgh why? on a week. I like what? discovering cities. She's cheap. Yeah. No, that's not cheap. <laughs> I see it. What is it? Because you can go in your car, isn't it? That's why. Those ones, yeah. <laughs> Philly, you'd have to drive or fly, right? Uh, you don't you have to. Fly. Eight, or you eight hours in the car from Toronto oh. or yeah. an hour flight. Not even an I hour. think I drove it once. It wasn't that bad. Never been. Good city? Great city. Um, obviously biased, born and bred, never lived anywhere else. Lived in all different parts of the city. Uh, when you're from there, I think you get it. And I look the way I do, partially because it's such a tremendous food city. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really good food city. Any kind of cuisine you could get into, there's something for you. Like, like renowned James Beard Award winners. All like there's multiple. So um it's an awesome place to live. Passionate sports city. Like oh, yeah. I always say, like, for as nervous as I get sometimes, like breaking trades and dealing with Twitter and and signings and you know, the potential to be wrong, I've never been as nervous waking up and checking my inbox every morning when I covered the flyers for the Philadelphia mm. Daily News. Like you would get stuff every single day, someone just Torching you in your inbox, and it was kind of fun because, like, you knew that people were reading it, and you knew that they cared. And were that's you there? The the, thing. Were you there when Roman Chechmanic was there? Uh, Roman R O A M I N. No, I wasn't. But Chechy? Oh, really? You were post. He was an. Uh, he, it was an actually that. So I worked at this paper, the Daily News, as I mentioned. I covered the Flyers for seven years, and our all like one of our all-time favorite back pages. Uh, it was the day after the Flyers lost in the playoff in a playoff game to the Sens, 
and it was Cinco de Mayo that day when they lost, and the next day the cover was Stinko de Flyo, <laughs> and there was a picture of a puck going into an empty net, and the caption said something like, Roman, R-O-A-M-I-N, because he's constantly out of the net, Roman and co. lose again to the Sens, and it was just like, that's perfect. Yeah, they, uh, they struggled to find goaltender as well. It's a great Basically, since goalies. Hextall. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a disaster. But now they kind of they've got their guy now. Yeah, I think they do in Carter Hart and someone that they can really build around. So that's makes all like, you know, sometimes I wonder if we should change the name of the sport from hockey to goalie yeah. because it's just so damn important. Well, yeah, you get a goalie and you kind of have a chance. Or even Montreal, as disastrous as it's, it's kind of been, yeah, you always have Harry Price has kept them in seasons that they had no business right. being in. And the irony is, as the team's gotten better, Carey <laughs> Price has been worse. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Should we get into the into the day? Uh, Montreal. Um, what can you say? It's kind of a sad time to be a Habs fan right it now. It is. Um, Partially because you got excited for this year because you were thinking this was going to be the year that they'd be back in playoff contention and, yeah. and ready to take that step, and clearly they're not. And so there's a lot of things to figure out. Um, and I don't know what the – there's no easy solution, easy answer. Part of it's just time. They've got some young pieces. Nick Suzuki taking a tremendous step this year. Ryan Paling. Like, they've got pieces that are coming. Uh, Alexander Romanoff is going to be roaming their blue line next year. Um They've got guys on the way. It's just that they haven't put it all together yet where the pieces that they do have are meshing with the younger guys. Do they bring Kovalchuk back at the end of the year? Because he alluded to that. He's like, this is one of the things I like it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not giving that guy three and a half million dollars. Yeah, it would be a lot. L.A. made that mistake once. Yeah. And as good as Ilya Kovalchuk was to start his run in, in Montreal, it really seemed like he was coming back to earth at the end. Yeah. And so... He's another year older. You know, maybe if you think you can get 20 goals from him, and I'd maybe sign him for a million bucks, but not three and a half. For whatever reason, that guy commands the almighty dollar, unlike many other guys. Yeah, it's just the, the thought that maybe he could cap, recapture it or something like that with the right team. But I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Let's get back to the food in Philly. Uh, Pats or Geno's? Neither. What? Let's t- let's talk. So we're talking cheesesteaks. Yeah. So ta- talking cheesesteaks, guys. I got to tell you, like this has been some of the hardest months of my life. I was diagnosed with celiac in November, oh, so no. I can't eat bread anymore. Oh, it's totally, no. for lack of a better pun, gutted me. Um, just not being able to eat bread, like it's so hard. Like, I, I'm relegated to eating a cheesesteak in a bowl, which is just not the no, same. No, you can't do that. Can't but you can't do- you get ce- bread that celiac- celiacs can you eat? You can. It's yeah, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. So you're yeah. just like, and you probably thing- go in there to Pat's or Gino's, and they're like, "Hey, can I get the celiac bread?" And yeah, they're like, they're- "Yeah, this guy." <laughs> <laughs> how many cheesesteaks did you used to eat a week? Like one a week? I, I would probably have an average of one a week. Okay. And how do you get your cheesesteak? Uh, so like it's all about the local place. Like you know, for me, uh, depending on where I lived, I would go to Tony Luke's in South Philly. Um, when I lived in the Northeast, I went to Steve's Prince of Steaks. Steve's Prince of Steaks. If you ever go to Philly, like they have one in Center City too. They have this thing. It's like instead of American cheese, it's liquid American. It's just like in a vat, <laughs> like and nacho cheese. Yeah, but it's white American cheese, and it's they 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 really God, give you. God a nice bless size America, portion. right? Yeah. I mean, that's oh. great. Well, you can kind of like, as I'm biting it, you can hear my arteries clogging. And there's no clean way to eat it. Like, no, that's just, the best part. Messy. It's like spilling yeah. everywhere. But everywhere. then you like take the cheesesteak and wipe it in it and then bite it again. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm going to, I have a controversial opinion. 
Not a ah, cheesesteak guy. First. Not what? a cheesesteak guy. Massive hoagie guy. To me, the hoagie, the Philadelphia hoagie. See, I like hoagie. the way that you use the word hoagie, because oh, anyone who calls it a sub should just be slapped. But that's, in Philly, it is a hoagie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and, like, I use hoagie as a colloquial term. Like, right. in my house, like, <laughs> like, I'll, like, I'll say to my son, come on, hoagie, let's go. Like, and you're, and there, did you ever go to such that, uh, that cheesesteak place? Um it was in L.A., and it looked like the place was condemned, but they actually served them, and it was delicious. Yeah, I saw it, and I went Please. past it because I'm come not a cheesecake. On. No, I'm not a cheesecake guy. <laughs> cheesecake in to, L.A.? Like, yeah, like, come it's on. not the same. But I went come to Sarcone's on. Deli in Sarcone's Philly. is legit. Yeah, yeah and sure. that was delicious. See, that's the thing. They're br- it's the bread yes! that yes! makes the cheesesteak, and this is why I'm having such a hard time. I feel like it's like... Breaking up with someone that you've been in love with forever. Yeah. And for me, it's the cheesesteak. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife that. Um, so it, how did you come to end up at TSN? Because were you at the Daily News? And, and tell us the story. Yeah, so um, actually the job was posted online. That's it, weird. And the title was Hockey Blogger. Okay. I was like, oh, I hate that title. Yeah, oh, blogger. Who wants to be blogger? No one. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Eckland. Eklund. Well, all right, <laughs> we will get this it. is a family podcast. Okay? <laughs> um, so I applied, and the funny thing is, I missed the deadline to send in your resume or whatever online, and I had to. I, I didn't know him that well. I, we had just traded emails from time to time, but I phoned up Bob McKenzie and I said, "Hey, like, do you know anything about this? And if so, can you just pass my resume along, just in case?" And that kind of. You get the old Bobby bump. Yeah, you get oh, the yeah. bump. It's like when you get a retweet, you get like a couple thousand extra followers. Well, yeah. you get the Bobby bump on the resume, and you're living. That's amazing. So, that's, so things started to happen fast. Yeah, well, not fast. I mean, this is... It's TSN. You know, it's TSN. Yeah. It takes a while. So um, <laughs> I ended up getting the job, and I applied in, think, in January or February, and ended up getting it in June. Okay. And you're, you are our first American-born insider. Uh, I am the only American employee, as far as I know. If I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, maybe. I, think I mean, you other than might be correct. Yeah, yeah, probably. I can't think of. Well, maybe Craig Button. Craig's American He's a by birth. Yeah. yeah. Do we correct. pay you in Canadian dollars? No. You get paid in I get American. Paid in United States dollars. I mean, it's kind of non-negotiable. Like, you spend all your money in America. Correct. Like, you That's well. fair. That's yeah. fair. So could. Did, was the conversation ever broached with your wife of a possible move up here? Or? We've talked about it, and I, I love the city. Like I would live in Toronto in a heartbeat. Um, I just the housing, like, it's insane. Oh, it's yeah, bonkers here. And I don't get it. We so. bought right at the peak. Yeah, when we moved back, right <laughs> yes, at the peak. right Perfect. at the peak. Wow, disaster. So what's your what's your travel? What's that flight? An hour. Not yeah, it's not even okay. So I so mean, I'd rather just hop on a plane. Yeah. And like I, honestly, like I said, born and bred, I can't imagine living anywhere else. And so I love being rooted there and and staying there near my wife's family. Near my, I live five minutes from my parents and basically the town I grew up in. And it's perfect. Yeah, How are you liking this life. year's flyers? Because uh, they're in the mix. They're in the mix, and like honestly, the metropolitan division is so crazy that. Um, they made some moves today. They did, yeah, yeah. Adding Nate Thompson for a fifth round pick, and then uh, they got some more center depth in Derek, Derek Grant. Grant. Yeah. yeah, and so there they're were a well few teams after him. But like, yeah, there were. But like, 
the standings are so wild. Yeah. yeah. The Every Flyers are can... almost on the playoff bubble. Right. But if you look at the overall league standings, they're like ninth or tenth. One day they were eighth and like almost on the outside of the playoffs. You're like, how is that even possible? But you know what I love about the NHL right now, Frank, is that, you know, the NBA is talking. Adam Silver's like, well, maybe we have to do an in-season tournament to make these games relevant. You know, these the non-Clippers, Lakers, Sixers mm-hmm. games, we got to make them relevant. The NHL does not have that problem. Literally every night, there are many meaningful games in in each conference. Yeah, I I, I don't know that I love the parity to this extreme though. Oh really? Like I I think it'd be more exciting if you had some superpower teams in some cases. Well, like, you know how you get rid of the parity? You just have two points for a win, zero points for a loss, nothing else. Or in yeah, or go three, two, one. Like you could do that too. Like you make a, a regulation win worth three points. To look at the way that this is jumbled up with these three-point games, like it's crazy, and you get a lot of teams that are pretenders mm-hmm. that are still in the mix, and I get why they do it because it artificially bumps up the excitement level. Fair. Tickets are better, ratings are better. I get it. Like I mean, the NHL, they're business people like any other league, but like spice it up a little sometimes. Yeah. Like you're like this team is no good. They have no business being in the mix, but somehow they're in it. So will they ever change the point totals for? I don't think so. Yeah, There's think a historical so. component that comes to it hmm. uh, because it's always been that way. And then the other part is uh, they love the parity. Like yeah. constantly, they're saying the NHL is touting the parity, saying look how close the league is on any given night. You've got the Columbus Blue Jackets knocking out the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Is that? But is that really the best thing for the sport? Like, is yeah. it? I don't know. I, I mean, I think it personally. I would argue that it is. I heard. I heard you guys talking today about how it affects the the following rounds of the playoffs. Then after that, right? Because mm-hmm. then you don't have these great teams in it. I, I, I that's a good argument for sure. But if you're a fan of Vancouver, Calgary, or Edmonton, and you're, you know, those are good teams, but just the fact that every game they play, every fan is kind of on the edge of their seat, like, oh, God, if we lose this one, we're going to fall further out, or um, Arizona today, I don't understand what they were doing, like, they just did nothing. Yeah, and that's a team that you would think, given that they added Taylor Hall already, their record is not very good with him, Right. that they got to find a way to get in, Yeah. and... I don't know. I feel like the same way about is... Calgary, though. Like, why right. did Calgary not make any moves? Yeah. They, 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 and I shouldn't say any moves. Eric Gustafson and Derek Forbort, I get right. it, but they're not moving the needle. Right. It's like this team, there's no excuses. Like, they were in the mix for Toffoli, and, the, and then they kind of just lowered their I think they were in the mix on a million guys. Right. It's almost like I don't know how it ultimately played out, and I need to do some more digging, but I just got the sense that they. They were having focus issues, trying to hone in on one target or two targets, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's 302 on the deadline, and like you missed out. And yeah. so this is a core that if they don't make the playoffs, there's going to be seismic changes, and that could include the management group as well. So like they're built to win now. The fact that they're not doing everything that they can to guarantee that they get in, given the age of some of these guys in the core, their contract structures, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. After the, uh, the dust settles and trade deadline day, and you look at all the Canadian teams, which is poised to make the longest playoff run? Well, that's a good question. Like Edmonton, they've got more speed now with Athens CU. They kind of Vancouver's now Edmonton got a goalie problem. all the things that, you know, you listen to Ryan talk yep. about it and he was like well they need a top six they forward. did but were they, they, they really impact players i would say andreas athanasiu is one right but and i would say mike green at this age is not 100 percent. and That's i would depth. say tyler ennis but he's got 14 goals he and does. a pretty team yes but i i don't know like he's bottom where, where's he at but like 
it being the Oilers, like maybe he's the guy that plays with Connor McDavid. Like it's, it's so wild how that team works sometimes with their lines and pairings. Like who knows? Um, I like the Oilers. I, I actually think that in this case, it might be the Vancouver Canucks. Right. And yep. not just position well for this year, but position really well for the future. And they're a fun Absolutely. team to watch. They are. They've got some studs. And, you know, Quinn Hughes, the job that he's done on their back end, Elias Pettersson, I mean, they really need Markstrom to be healthy. Yeah, Markstrom, mm-hmm. and, no one expected the season he's having. Right. And so then you look forward with their contract situation. Like, they got to get that done. This guy's mm-hmm. their MVP. I understand where he's coming from. You want some term? And he's looking around saying, look at all the guys you've given term to. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were notorious. Eagle. Right. Yep. Go down the list. Tyler they, Myers and all these guys. And you're like, wait a second. I'm the best player on this team Louis the last two Erickson. years. Louis Erickson. Yeah. And look, mistakes happen in free agency all yep. the time. Uh, I think the unfortunate thing for Jim Benning is that the, he's compounded a lot of his mistakes in free agency as opposed to the drafts and trades. Like They've been, by and large, pretty good. It's funny you mention that because that's always been Ray Ferraro's criticism of Benning like he he's made all these great drafts steal his phone somebody yeah but but when it comes to yeah July 1 there may not like and I gotta tell you this not that it matters it doesn't count for but I would say that in all I deal with a lot of the managers and Jim Benning may be the nicest guy on the planet it's good to hear I like it's nice to hear yes his hair is really fascinating (laughs) well you know it's all he looks like he's out of the monsters yeah it's like so black and i can't really say anything i mean my hair hair i got a lot of your hair is fantastic i know good hair bad color no way i got the same color you guys just ran an entire segment called the silver-haired millennial (laughs) yeah but that's because that's out of love that's a compliment that's uh, we don't include mckenzie's fault we don't include people into bits If we don't like millennial, them. yeah, because if we don't include you in a bit, that means we that we're means scared we don't of like you. That's what I want to be known as when I die. <laughs> Just put it on my epitaph: the silver-haired millennial. Hey, can, this guy only looks like he's twenty years older than he really is. How old like, are Gerard, you? Gerard Gallant came in today, and someone was like, "Hey, how old do you think Frank is?" He's like, "I don't know, forty-five." And you're like, "How old are you?" Can I say that? Yes, you can. All right. How, how old? How old am I? I'm 31. I was born in 1988. Oh my god! I mean, I distinctly remember 1988. I was in grade eight. I was 14 years old. Where were you living? I was living in Athabasca, Alberta, playing volleyball, probably drinking early. Oh, grade eight. Oh, for sure. It was the prairies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my life then. Yeah. Wow. To get my learner's permit, we got our learner's permit at 14 in Alberta. What a province! So you can uh, so you can work on the farm. Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. Wow. What were you doing? I was in Peterborough, Ontario. I don't know. Probably working at a no. uh, Well, I was would have been grade eight, right? Grade seven, eight. Yeah, grade seven. Yeah, so grade seven. Definitely guaranteed. Wow. Guaranteed. Thinking uh, eighty-eight. Man, so the eighties mean nothing to you. They're, you weren't you there. Mean nothing. I you were two. I, I was a year and a half when they ended. Right. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. So like Back to the Future, like what? That's an old movie or something like that. Yeah, but I know what it is. Like I've seen it. Like, yeah, but it's like something like movies before I was born are weird. Sort of have a different place than movies after I was sort of conscious a as a young person. Healthy respect for the classics. Some would say I'm an old soul. Oh, okay, that's and so fair. no, I I dig that. Yeah, I don't. Hey, can I ask you about the Jets because? I'm so impressed with what they're doing this year. Um, what's your thoughts on the Bufflin situation? I'm a little perturbed. Why? Why not just rehab your ankle and get paid by the team 
and you're advising him to steal money if you have no interest in playing what but why but well i guess somewhat, least, if the nhlpa is listening to that they would say that that was a legitimate hockey injury right and that he deserved to be paid while he was rehabbing well is that what he was arguing after after the fact i don't know that he was i would say that the pa, the PA and right. his agent on his behalf were right because the way i see it if a man wants to walk away from 14 million dollars that is totally his own right if he doesn't want to do it anymore I think the difficulty that the Winnipeg Jets have is why did you wait until September That's 16th my point. Yeah. to yeah. say something? Absolutely, yeah. When I think just from the people I've talked to, some teammates got a sense a little bit earlier than that, right. and they weren't sure he was going to go through with it. Right. And so... I'm sure he floated it to... Or even no, just the way he, he was did, talking, no, right? The way he did not float it to the team at all. My understanding is Kevin Cheveldayoff... You know, he he would have been less surprised if he woke up with his head sewn to the carpet right. than when he found out that Dustin Bufflin said, "Yeah, you know, I don't know that I want to play this year." Because Drake said they actually have had a good relationship, Shovel Day often. And that's the thing that I think probably stings a little bit. Right. You hope it's one of those ones that gets mended with time. But geez, like they've well, known each other a long time. Like, and he's been there since the beginning. He was involved in drafting him in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. That's a tough one, and a team that also is in that window to win. Oh man, that's to take just away screwed. such an impact player and not give the team a real opportunity. Like no one's finding a real top four impact player in September. No, yeah. how's that going to work? No, exactly. And they still haven't found the replacement, and they won't until June. And you know what's so? And the fans of Winnipeg, because we were out there a bit and we were talking to them, <laughs> they were just like. It was more that they were just heartbroken. Yeah. Because they just love the guy so it. much. They I, love that guy. Yeah, I right? totally get it. Yeah. By the way, I love Winnipeg. Oh, it's the best. Why are people so down fun. on Winnipeg? Because they don't... <clears throat> the people that is, haven't left their hometowns are down on Winnipeg, probably. You know what? A or are you talking players? It might be a little bit like Everyone. Philly, uh, Frank, in the sense that to really enjoy Philly would probably be better if we went with you and you took us out in Philly, right? To me, in Winnipeg, you got to know someone to take you to the, all the fun places that Great. Speaking of restaurants, great restaurants. You gotta know I've had like some really good meals in Winnipeg. Yeah. Trust mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I know good food when I see I it. Get, I get it. <laughs> hey, we're with you 100% on that one. I, I love the peg. I think it's great. Can we get into the story of the weekend, maybe the story of the season and David Ayers? I was driving into work today. Like, I, I can't stop thinking about the moment where a Zamboni driver plays against the Leafs. He doesn't like and, being called Zamboni. I know. I guess no. he's a maintenance. He run, uh, well, he yeah. runs the whole he's a manager, rink. Yeah. Yeah. So, he runs it. What equivalent in another sport is there? Is there it like no. someone came what, in to play quarterback well, Philly, for the Patriots? Wait, that's actually kicker, what, the field goal kicker in Philly, the garbage man? Didn't that Mark was Wahlberg? a Disney movie. <laughs> but wasn't the that garbage real? picking field goal yeah, kicking Philadelphia phenomenon? Wasn't that and it guy was really Danza? But, but wasn't it based <laughs> on something happened. real? No, 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 it wasn't no. like a tryout no. or something. No, no, that was <laughs> so like literally a Disney TV movie. So it, this is like someone from <laughs> the, the stadium, the boss, coming yeah. in to play See? quarterback. That's another that's my 80s you know that. Yeah. That's that impressive. Tony Danza. If you're from Philly, you know who Tony Danza is, and you know the boss. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, is Danza from Philly? Yes. Wow, oh, I, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Oh, there's, so there's a certain amount of Tony pride. Danza, Sylvester Stallone. I think they went to the same high school, if I'm not mistaken. Really? I had no idea. Maybe even. No wonder Danza's a big They're boxing definitely both guy. From Philly. Do you take every tourist that comes there to the Rocky Steps? Uh, no, uh, but I do love how you're like driving by like a Monday morning or whatever yeah. on the way to work, and like there's some idiot running <laughs> up the stairs again. <laughs> okay, so the equivalent would be someone who works at the stadium coming in to play quarterback for the Eagles, but that's never happened. 
why would it happen? This is why, as much as I love the David Ayer story, tremendous. I, it's even better that he beat the Leafs. Like it, it, you couldn't make oh, yeah. it up. It's amazing. But it's embarrassing for the NHL. It makes no it's, sense. It's a, it's a it, black eye for the league <coughs> because it's an integrity of competition issue. Yeah. Yes. You could you all right, all right, so let's turn it to baseball. Can you imagine someone coming out of the stands to pitch to Mike Trout? Right. Right. No, I get I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. And by the way, Brian Burke said it that night, and everyone eviscerated him. Yeah, everyone him. crushed him because he missed the moment. That's right. Yeah, he you got to let it breathe you, a bit. And 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 I said this on SportsCenter right after the game. We can celebrate David Ayers, and this is still a black eye for the league. Right. I think that's totally fair. Now, the question is, how do you fix it? So they're going to talk about it this uh, the next time they get together, oh, for sure. Finally, we go to Boca Raton, Florida, and there's <laughs> something to talk about, and we're not making it up. So what... Wait... If anyone's listening, the bosses, the bean counters, <laughs> that never happened before. They don't listen to this one. So what is the worry. solution? The solution is really simple. Because you can't travel with three goalies. Why not? A team can't. Create a position. While the Rangers are, aren't a, they? Well, they are, but yeah. it's rare. No one wants to give up a roster no. spot. Create a position outside of the roster yeah. rules, outside of the cap, yeah. where you give some guy that you find that played major junior hockey yep. or high-level U sports or college hockey, and you say, we want you to be our third goalie for the year. Not a pro. Yeah. Someone that practices with you, you give him 100 grand a year, a real living, What a great and you travel with the team. It's like the bullpen catcher. Yeah. The bullpen catcher makes like eighty-five grand, and literally he catches the bullpen session. Right. Because no one else wants to squat for three hours every day. It's a great idea. Then that goalie, if the, he'll never if, make it into the game, the bullpen catcher. But right. on the off chance that you need the old e bug, you dust him off, and in the meantime, you give him a job. Yeah. You say you're creating you're, jobs. Well, you're creating jobs. We're all for creating jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And you say, well, wait a second. He's he practices occasionally. Yep. He he gets shots. He could go in if you need him, but the rest of the time he's folding laundry, hauling equipment bags, doing all the other little shit that gets your team together. Mm-hmm. And the guys like him. He's making a hundred grand. Yep. He's around NHL players. He's traveling on the charter. And then you remove this situation where the league is saying, "Well, how do we fix this?" What you it, get to pick your own guy. That's the other sham of this whole thing. And what if it's a, the Toronto Maple Leafs pick this guy yeah. for their building? He comes into the game wearing a Marley's <laughs> helmet. He works at the rink that they play at. He skates with the Marleys oh, and I he's know. wearing leaf pads. And now he's supposed to be in a game that's multi million dollars on the line for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. If oh, Carolina yeah. had lost that game, and they're they saying this, play is bull- this is bullshit. Bull- Oh yeah! You saw it in Rod Brindamore's face. He's yes. like, "Holy geez, what are we getting ourselves into?" Yeah, no, it's it. It could have been a total disaster. It wasn't. So thankfully, they avoided disaster. But it almost now they can looked fix like it. a total disaster when he let in those two goals. Oh yeah, first two I, shots. I was I was like, "This is a nightmare." They sent out the. Uh, <laughs> How big was the turd in his pants? <laughs> well, I have a betting story. You like betting stories? Love betting. So I was at a, uh, a birthday party, and a guy. During the second intermission, he's like, the over-under on goals for the period is three. He's like, I'm freaking hammered. He goes, I'm upset I didn't put more. They fired two quick ones. He's like, this is the easiest money I ever made. Didn't score another one. They, he didn't allow one you know goal in I know the your third. buddy has a problem? In-game betting? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might be the first sign. That's usually a good tell. <laughs> but, uh, like, seriously, we all thought we were like, Carolina's up 4-1. This yes. is going to be 10-4 over and out, buddy. Ah. Uh. 
I, I love that uh, they sent a picture out of the uh, the bottle of wine Brindamore gave him. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a nice bottle. It was a $19 bottle of wine. You, you sick, <laughs> sick individual that you looked it you up. You looked it up. No, I know it because it's the LCBO. You, they always have that one at so the end So now you it. have a different the, problem because you know the wine. He probably sent someone that's a good to wine. get it. That's a good wine. It's a $19 bottle. He probably bottle. sent someone to get it. and Maybe Brindamore doesn't carry cash. I'm trying Brindamore to... Oh, wait, by the way, you speak of cash... This was this is what I was interested in. So we David Ayers was in. Oh yeah, he yes. Us. And I say yeah. so. Like, did they take care of you? Right. And apparently the guys on the Canes emptied out their wallets, and like he left with a stack that was thick. Yeah, he said but like they a, were apologizing, saying like he said it was really about a hundred bucks we're, each. This is a lot less than what we normally had. Yeah. Look, I don't know if Canada Revenue is listening, so like I don't know what the number is, but. That's like a tip. Apparently they said to No, it was like better than a tip. No, but you apparently. can you don't have to claim that. Yeah. Oh, well, I, hey. Canada Revenue is very funny. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but they said to him when you come in on Tuesday, that's when we'll really take care of you. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. Cuz he's going to ring the uh the old horn there or whatever. The siren. Yeah. Yeah, he's the and Maybe they'll cut him in on. I know they're cutting him in on the jersey sales that yep. they had. Oh, good. Those for are going to sell a that's ton. That's going to be great for him. Well, he's a Hurricanes legend. <laughs> yep. Leger. Let let me. Can you rank in Philly? And I feel like I know, but I just want you to tell me as a Philly native. Mm-hmm. Rank the four. Rank the four teams in terms of popularity. Popularity, love within the community. Eagles, one, one. two, three, four. It's in football mile. town. Yeah, it's not. It's. The Eagles in Philly are like the Leafs in Toronto. Right. That's how big of a deal it is. There's a million reporters there every day. The Eagles fart, you're scribbling. Like, so as you a were, writer, that's the way it worked. So you were uh, living and dying by the arm of our old buddy, Donovan McNabb. That is correct. The Man. worm burner himself. Boy. What was his big line on his uh, jersey retirement? Philadelphia, number five will always love you. Thank you. That was the whole speech. <laughs> That was the whole. I was like, Donovan, you have like you have to come up with something. Yeah, no good. Uh, But Eagles one to answer your question. Phillies two, Sixers three, Flyers four. Right at the moment, you could make the argument that the Sixers are two ahead of the Phillies. But there was a run where you, when the Phillies went to the World Series two years in a row, oh eight and oh nine, that you could say they might have eclipsed the Eagles. But even then, as they were winning the World Series and finishing runner up, it was like, ah. Yeah. Kind of a toss-up. Right. Do you guys still have the big chili bowl there? I don't even know what you're talking about. It's a big like chili contest where everyone. It's just a big piss-up, big drink fest. I don't no, know. Well, okay. it's just like a Tuesday in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are we looking for time? Can we get one one story out of Frank? Yeah, yeah. I think I pre- I preface the story for you because I don't even know how to get you into the story. But you okay? I know how to get into, oh, you into the God. story as a hockey writer. Yes. You sometimes got to pick the three stars, right? Mm-hmm. Which are essentially kind of meaningless, but do mean a lot They're to a Canadians. Bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah, why does it kids, mean something to the kids? Kids love like, it. Yeah, kids, kids like it. them, right? Because then they get to come out and do the skate, and now they give sticks to the kids whatever. And, yeah. Okay, yeah. so yes, I was tasked with selecting the three stars, <laughs> and this is I kind of, of made a mockery out of it, and I didn't mean to. Like, I didn't know what an institution I was, quote unquote. Was this the first time you had done it? No, I, you know, it was like a rotation. If you covered the Flyers, like every fourth game at home, you got to pick the stars. And so 
I don't know, the Flyers were getting absolutely shellacked one night by the Washington Capitals. I think it was like 7-1, and like they were chanting, fire Holmgren. And I remember at one point he like was throwing in the box upstairs and then he went down and like chewed out the team in the second intermission and i was like this is fantastic (laughs) it was a friday night game and so somehow i guess i forget who the the starter was but ray emery ended up in net the late ray emery fiery guy and people are like just about throwing on the ice it's getting hostile like the stadium's emptying out and the only people that are there they're just there to cause trouble and so (laughs) Apparently, that's all I was doing, too. And so they have this fight, of course. Ray Emery beats up Braden Holpe, who was clearly not interested in fighting. And after the game, I'm like, God, what do I do with these three stars? Like, I mean, like Ovechkin, sure, Backstrom, yeah, okay. And I'm like, you know what? The best part of this game was Ray Emery (laughs) beating up Braden Holpe. And I was like, I did I I mean, I hadn't really considered at the time, like, you know, and the NHL totally looks at this differently now, fighting an unwilling combatant. Like oh, that's yeah. the big no no. You saw it with Matthew Kachuk and uh the suspension for Zach Cassian. Like that stuff's not tolerated anymore. No. But I guess people kinda, you know, didn't really bat an eye at it. And so I voted Ray Emery for the third star. And I can remember like as I was heading toward the elevator to go downstairs, Braden Holpe is like pointing at the scorekeeper, like yelling, like, like he's pissed and the caps are pissed. And I was doing it partially because like, who gives a about the three stars and partially because you're like, well, like the fans loved it. And like, if the three stars are about the fans, then like I was just kind of appealing to the lowest common denominator in Philly. And so didn't really think that much of it and like all of a sudden it became like a big freaking thing like people were talking about it all over the place and you know i again i i should have thought wasn't really paying that much of attention to it and so the caps were like they were furious and then next game i came to like there was a media hour i did podcasts i remember i did one uh, with a guy who works here in Toronto. I won't mention his name, but he kept saying, Frank, do you know that Braden Hopi is a human being? Oh, boy. And I'm wow. like, yes. Wow. Yes, I do, in fact. And so the next game I show up, and I get a tap on the shoulder from Flyers PR, and they're like, hey, uh, Paul Holmgren has just let me know that you're never allowed to vote on the three stars again. And I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> so then I heard uh, that... The reason why is because George McPhee, the GM of the Caps at the time, called Paul Holmgren and said, like, what the f***? Like, who, who's picking your three stars? Like, this is a disgrace. Like, they, the Flyers PR totally blamed it on George McPhee. And so I don't really think anything of it. You know, I get a new job eventually, and then George McPhee becomes GM of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. They send me out there at, you know, I'm new at TSN slightly, and I'm just getting to know everyone go to Vegas for their team naming, and I have a one-on-one in George McPhee's office. And so I walk in, and I'm like, this guy hates me. I never even met him yet, and he probably thinks I'm the biggest dirtbag ever because I voted Braden or Ray Emery for the third star. So I walk in, you know, I got my big expansion draft. I'm ready to talk about it with him. And I said, I just figured, like, hey, I'm a straight shooter. Like, I'll walk in and be like, George, I'm really sorry 
for picking Ray Emery the third star and he's like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> like meanwhile like now I've reminded him of the story <laughs> yes. and now totally sullied myself when otherwise I would have been clean yeah. in there and so then like we go through like this whole thing and I'm showing him my expansion draft plans and he's like oh yeah this is plausible like blah blah, blah. and then we get to the end of it and he goes you know I gotta tell you he's like that thing with Braden Holpe, it really did f- up our season. <laughs> really? He's he like, said he that? was never the same again after Really? That. Wow. And I was like, wow, I never really thought about that. Okay. Here I just was feeling shame for myself. Yeah, right. Denigrating the third star. Those two guys you mentioned are probably the most terrifying guys I see, Paul Holmgren and George McPhee. Like, I look at them, yeah. like, I don't want to ever be on their bad side. They're both pretty scary. Yeah. George McPhee <laughs> is like, he is in incredible shape we go to these gm meetings every year and like not only is he tough and menacing but like there was like 50 mile an hour winds and like this crazy surf and he just goes out for like a three mile swim in the atlantic ocean okay McPhee, what the hell he's a beast jesus totally in shape never i've never seen him smile uh, he's he's actually a pretty witty guy pretty okay. funny guy and paul holmgren he's got a sense of humor too a little bit dry but um yeah, we had some like legit interesting phone conversations in my day. <laughs> well, listen, flyers. Frank, this has been great having you. Really appreciate yeah, it. I loved it. Uh, thanks for sticking around with us. By the way, you guys totally blew it with the McDonald's thing. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, yeah, we got to get Oh, yeah. We forgot to get that. Czech Republic, me and Mark Masters, we could not find any edible foods. We went to McDonald's every single day. And the day that this new deal is announced, this fancy new deal with McDonald's, yeah. we're t- we, we took photos. See, Look I never in the saw Estrava this. Czech Republic McDonald's. We were so proud of ourselves. We're what? like, corporate branding is going to love this. We tweeted it at you guys, and we got nothing in response. I never, I you never guys saw ignored it. the nation. Did I you would tweet never it in the middle of the night, though, or something? In the Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. But that, that meant it was like 6 p.m. here. You guys were just not working like usual. Uh, yeah, you're probably Okay, right. we're going to find those, and we're going to... We'll track those. It's possible Producer Tim got them and kiboshed them, because Producer Tim is the no-fun guy. He does guy. do evil things. Like yeah. So what is your go-to yes, yes, McDonald's your order? What's your go-to, Ooh, Um Well, I mentioned the celiac, yeah. and so... Well, let's what, go before celiac. Oh, Pre-seal, um, post-seal. Mm. <laughs> I would say I like the double quarter pounder. Yeah. But it's got to be a double. And, like, I can do math, and, like, I'm just like, that's a half pounder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just get the same exact thing without a bun. Okay. Okay. And I got to go fries. Like, fries are my big thing just because, again, no gluten. Like, that's right. a – that. even though technically McDonald's will tell you that. The fries there are not gluten free because there's cross contamination. If you're out there and you're listening, oh yeah, but they I've never had a problem. That. I best fries in the biz. Yeah, they are, tasty and fries. yeah, I never dumb and dumber myself on the toilet after, so they're good in my books. I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> Perfect. Frank has never dumb and dumbered it on the toilet after McDonald's. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, guys. What a guy, man! He was great. You know, there's something about talking to Frank. He's just like. Uh, He's just a regular dude, you know? Just a just a regular dude from Philly. You would 31 never, years old. You would never guess talking to him that he's 31. You, never. Looking at him, talking with him, you would have no clue. Zero clue. Yeah, he, he definitely could pass for, for 40s. Definitely. Um, but at the same time, he, he was underselling his hair. He has fantastic he hair. He does. It's a nice lid. Fantastic hair. 
So. And and he's right in at the perfect time because Bobby, he's going to be semi-retired yes. at the end of this year, so they yes. need a new insider. Yeah. He can be like a Bobby clone. They've got the same color hair. That's right. He can do it all, and he can slide right into that spot where Bobby was. And the only American Bobby, employee we have. But Bobby signed... But that can't be true because there's got to be someone else in one, one of our analysts or something. No, I think they're all Canadian-born. What about, like, NFL, like Jabari or something? Oh, right. They would be... Do we have baseball? I mean, I guess it depends how you consider, like, say, Steve Phillips, Steve Phillips for example. correct, yeah. Yeah, like, if you, I, I don't know how you... If you'd call them TSN employees or just contributors. Anyway, what I was going to say is that you're right, like, Frank would have been a natural fit to slide into the Bobby slot. Here's one thing. Bobby's not leaving for five years. He just signed a five-year extension. He's going to do semi yeah, limited semi-retirement. stuff. Yeah. But you know Bobby. Like I feel like he's going to be tweeting nonstop all the hockey stuff he knows. He's not going to stop talking to agents and GMs. So it'll still be a ton of Bobby. A lot hey, of Bob. By the way, we got sidetracked. You were at home when you watched the David Ayers. Yes, sorry. Okay. So, so yeah, I was I was at home uh, watching it. Uh, amazingly, I got the kids to bed. I was I no was problems. My one regret was that so we were out having dinner, so we were all watching. And we're like, what the hell is going on in the right. Leafs game? It's on mute, so I had to pull up Twitter. At one point, the only time in my life I wish I was at home on the couch to mm-hmm. just follow along on Twitter because it was just like candy. You're like, oh my goodness, all these comments. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this is great. See, it, your relationship with Twitter is so fascinating because you have that high of like a moment like that. And then someone will say something to you like, why, why don't you ever contribute to society? And then that'll send you on a seven tweet. Oh, yeah. Like, Tweet storm. I sent off a, a tweet last week, and I'm because I ordered some socks, and I said, "Who writes reviews for socks on Amazon?" I, I said, so "I read, I read them, but who has time for that?" And then everyone else is like, "I know." Like then one guy responds with, "People that work do. People that need good socks do. People that have real jobs do." I'm like, oh, "Okay, can't can't argue with the real jobs part." Yeah, but why the anger? Yeah, that's a good point. Sheesh, let's just all get along. Let's all write sock reviews with a smile on our faces. <laughs> all right, guys, we got to run. Uh, next week, Dan will reveal what he got delivered to his home that has shocked him. Socks. I'm so excited to find out. Is it socks? No, it's, uh, it's something else. Okay. And I don't know how these people sleep at night. Well, listen, uh, the Jane Dan podcast has been brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Our producer and board operator is Christoph. That's the only person who works on it. We have, we have one other person. Oh, and Danny Wright is our social media guy, and he's, he's and Danny. Dan, Danny posts the video as well. Danny posts the, the video. That's right. Danny's a good guy. Absolutely, four-person company. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. It'll be March. They're going home.
You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up. And he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, hello, I am not well. I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.